Hello and welcome to a very special episode, a mini episode of Cherry Jam. Uh, I'm joined uh, here with by my uh, good friend and uh, very long-standing Gloucester supporter, Pete Weston, Pete, uh, well, Westy, as he's often known, particularly within Shed Web circles. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Fine. Glad to. <laughs> Glad to. I'll be waiting for the um, fiver in the boot after. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, any any share of royalties will be divvied up on this particular episode, um, as and when we okay. get around to doing the advertising next season. Um, Westy's joined me today, as I say, it's a special one, because it's ahead of our first uh, BT Sport live game, where no one can actually attend. Um, Westy's got 20 years of experience of being a Gloucester exile. He's been living up in the north, very much like our regular contributor, uh, James Eastwood. Um, and I asked Westy to come along and maybe just have a chat about what his general uh, methods are of watching or following on, following along with Gloucester. And then just a general chat about Gloucester rugby, his favourite bits and pieces and sort of waffling on, really. Um, so, Westy, what's your... Uh, or let's, let's, start with, let's start... When did you start following Gloucester, I suppose? That's the first question. Well, we, we moved down to Gloucester about um, 94 from um, a checkered career in Birmingham and where I'm from. You might not be able to tell that, but actually I am a Brummie. Uh, now, not a lot of people know that, but I am. Uh, then we spent something like um, 10 years in Derby, uh, where I refereed for the uh, Three Counties Society, Knox, Links and Derby. Uh, and then um, this was all uh, work-related um, transfers, uh, moved down to uh, Gloucester and I worked out of Bristol. Um, so uh, we, we, we moved to a little village called Thiescombe, which is near um, Amberley, uh, quite close to Stroud. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I sort of looked at the map and I saw um, Brizzle, Bath and Gloucester in a sort of a triangle. And there was I, more or less, fairly central in the middle. And I thought, well, Hmm, who shall we follow? And um, because I do like the rugby, and I just about got to the age where I couldn't referee anymore. Um, and um, e e even if they'd wanted me to, and so uh, I, I thought, well, I'm going to watch a bit of um, you know top top class rugby. Where shall I watch? And I thought, well, uh, I'm not going to watch. Bath was immediately discounted. Um, there's a bunch of tossers. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brizzle, Brizzle stood a chance, but uh, Gloucester, the reputation and my knowledge of um, uh, of the history of the club and the local origins, I thought, yeah, that's um, no, that's for me. And then then I met you lot, so that that, that hmm. sort of let me down a bit, you know. But yeah. but no, um, it, it, it was a quite quite a straightforward choice, really, and. Um, I went uh, for the five years we lived there. I don't think I, I missed a home game and went on plenty of away matches, both um, Premiership or whatever it was called at the time, yeah. and and uh, European as well. So uh, and then we moved up here. I kept up the season ticket for um, four years, but every year I went to fewer and fewer games because yeah. because when you move, you do you do relocate and you do actually get into your new community, um, and uh, and it got harder and harder. And it's a three hundred and eighty mile round trip, and you know. Um, so, so I started uh, following from afar, apart from European matches generally, which, um, which of course are always a good laugh. They are. I mean, one thing um, you've got an advan a distinct advantage in that um, uh, you used to stand in the shed, I believe. 
Uh, I certainly did, yes. Yeah. So you've got a distinct advantage is when you shout you don't know what you're doing to the referee, it's because you did. I would never shout that at a referee. No? Because on 99% of cases, he... He knows far more about what's going on than anybody sat, you know, stood next to me. Um, and so, no, I would, not, I would not join in that one, nor the Eeyore one either. Uh, they, they, they are not my, my, my sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it, yes, it was good to watch uh, different, different referees, how they handle the match and situations and whatever at the top level. Um, and I got a lot of pleasure in doing that. And also in um, correcting some of the more outrageous comments and things that I heard from from people stood next to me yes yeah I'm probably sure we I think if anyone who listens to this podcast um probably could guess on a few of those people um but anyway we'll we'll move on swiftly from that um now as I say you've been um up up in the 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 wilds of of Lancashire for some time uh, and you said I mean to be fair that was one thing I, I was always impressed with you kept the season ticket up for uh, a good few years after you moved up there. Um, and I believe you did have some connection with a former Gloucester prop as well, who lived relatively close in my... Well, I think that was the case, was it? To yourself, Jack Forster? Oh, Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did, yeah. Yeah, Jack's um, father, Chris, um, I, 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 well, I still know very well. Um, he's a butcher in um, near St. Helens, and mm. um, he's got a couple of farms up there, and he, and he does... Um, uh, uh, butcher he uh, butchers for a living and, and Jack his lad um, was at um, uh, down in the academy what's the uh, Harpenden uh, Harpenden Har- Hartbury. Hartbury. Hartbury that's it Hartbury. Yep. oh god Hartbury Can you <laughs> <edit> that? <laughs> that's all right no worries no it's fine we, we, we keep all the mistakes in Wesley don't worry <laughs> <laughs> so um, Jack was at, at Hartbury and uh, I used to um, travel down with Chris to um you know to watch um chris had a chris had more of a more of an interest you know than me obviously with his with his lad playing for the for the first team um yeah. and in fact the first time i went down with him um chris has a has a uh, hobby of um riding very fast motorbikes and he says um i'll come round for you in the in the yamaha if you like pete and i said oh um <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll see you down there, Chris. <laughs> but, um, but he actually meant the, uh, he, he he actually got himself confused, and he was actually meaning his car, which was a Toyota. Oh, so, okay, that's, so, that's yeah. not too bad. So yeah, yeah. yeah so that was good. Um, I had visions of you in a sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> I had visions of me falling off the back of a bloody motorbike but on the M6 or something. Yeah, on the M6. Yeah. So yeah. so we so we came down quite a few times, and occasionally we stopped at. Um, at Tom's, who was another good uh, yes. supporter, Tom, Tom Whitten, who died about five years ago. Yeah. Um, I was Tom's best man. He was my best man, you know, et cetera. Uh, we both refereed and played for the same club. Um, and so um, uh, we'd stop at Tom's in Birmingham and, um, uh, you know, on the way back. Uh, and uh, that, was, uh, that, that was how we did it. And uh, Chris... Uh, Chris, great lad, and um, he, uh, of course, Jack eventually went to sa- uh, join Sale. Um, yeah, yep. I think there was a, I don't know whether there was a problem with Dean Ryan or what, but but he wasn't getting selected, hmm. um, you know, um, uh, very frequently in, in his last season. 
um, he had had some neck problems and he joined Sale and uh, stayed with them for 18 months or so but um, had to retire from um, from the props usual um, yeah. illness which is which was a neck injury. Yeah we um, did seem to have a few of those I think very close together didn't we I think yeah, we um, Woodward and, For and Forster yeah. and Vickery although yeah. ended up applying his career. Phil came back. Phil came back. He came back, didn't he? Yeah, but he, yeah, he, did. yeah. I think we had, we did have a, a sort of an eighteen month to two year period. We managed to nearly crock every prop we had, which was yeah. Um, yeah well, well, Jack, Jack, Jack went to went to the see the surgeon, and um, the first couple of minutes, uh, the surgeon apparently said to him, "Well, well, we're going to start. We're going to go in through you." Through your throat from the front, and we're going to move your move your windpipe and your and your voice box slightly to the right. And and uh, Jack said, um, "Thank you. That's that that's enough. Uh, mm. I don't want to hear any more. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this because because apparently, all, you know, although the the, the the injuries at the back on, on on the neck, they have to get to it through the front. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of things in the way. Um, so Jack um, started off his his straw trading business and. Um, now farms organically with his father up in St. Helens. Huh. Um, he's doing very well. Uh, married, two kids, nice lad. Yeah. Yes. And um, and um, again, when when he played for Gloucester, I mean, my my recollections of him particularly were from a from the Challenge Cup final in two thousand and five. I think it was when we beat London Irish. Um, you know, and I think he was part of that winning squad, and he I think he played. That, was that the extra time? That was the extra time. Extra one. time when, yeah. when James Forrester scored the winning scored, try. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so um, you know, they're, they're kind of my recollections of him and uh, at Gloucester. Um, now, uh, before um, we started recording in earnest, um, we kind of had a brief discussion about your sort of uh, your ways of following Gloucester rugby. Um, you're not someone who necessarily watches all the games on BT Sport, but you do have a, a particularly interesting way of following the the, the action. Um, and I, 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 I think some some people made it. Well, I, I have to do this occasionally as well. Uh, I call it I call it watching via Twitter. Um, you watch it via the club website. Yeah. How, how does that make you feel when it's two minutes to go and we're winning by a point? Uh, frustrated, uh, <laughs> because invariably it's a, there's a big gap right at the end. Right at the end of the game is the worst thing because invariably there's quite a gap between the last play yes. and the actual result. Be uh, you know, presumably because the guys who are working on it uh, somewhere up here on cloud nine mm -hmm. and then, oh, uh, we'd better let people know what's happened, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but, but um, I, I'm not very good at watching uh, Gloucester on television. Um, my wife will um, attest to that. Um, I, I, I have had BT Sport. I've, I've, I stopped it... Uh, just after lockdown, lockdown started, and I don't think I'll be starting it up. I may, I may go for the monthly twenty-five pound or whatever it is package. But um, I, I'm, I'm dangerous and, and not particularly nice to know sometimes. <laughs> Even less like and not nice to know than I usually am. Um, if, if I'm watching, you know, particularly when things aren't going well, yes. or when um, you know when somebody makes a, a you know a balls up or whatever. So. Um, so, so I, I uh, tend to follow it on the club website, um, on the you know Twitter, you know, as you say, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, I, I find it good for my purposes. Um, occasionally, it crashes, or occasionally, it, it's it's got too much, um, too, too many people using it, you know, or whatever. 
Um, so that is frustrating, but you can usually find out from other sites. Shedweb actually isn't too bad. There's usually an on, you know, a, 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 a thread, um, yeah. you know, about the game that that, that that starts on the Tuesday because everybody wants to be the one who starts the thread off. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, the official what is it? OTG official ga uh, uh, official game, game o thread. O that's, that's it. Official game thread. That's right. Yeah, and and and, and so um, somebody will start that off, and and uh, that that's usually fairly up to up to up to the minute. Um, and so uh, you know, th those are ways of doing it. Uh, you know, without actually having a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, do you have a cat? Because they normally get kicked as well. Uh, we did. Oh, Ed, why did you ask that? He died two weeks ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it, wasn't from, it wasn't from a kicking from me because of a rugby <laughs> He was 18 years old, God bless Okay. But, but, yeah, so... <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I tend to... Uh, you know, I like to watch... I, I, I'd rather watch a replay, actually, to be honest, because I know how I'm going to be. Um, where, whereas if I'm watching live, uh, yeah. I can watch a match live, you know, in the stadium, no problem. Yeah. Well, you know, no more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. but something, there's something about television where, I, where I'm... Yes. So my, my wife would probably uh, agree with you on this one. So I, when I watch a game live, I'm vocal and you stood near me or next to me and my dad um, over many times and, you know, yeah. we're as vocal as the next person, maybe even more so. Uh, but we're fairly... You know, not many swear words, and it's very sensible and stable. Generally, yeah. we always give helpful advice to referees, etc. Of course, you know. Course. Um, the the one thing I've noticed is certainly when I watch rugby on television is that my language deteriorates very quickly. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, yeah, my yeah, I think it's almost because I think when I'm in the ground, I feel that my shouting contributes and helps mm. the referee make the right decision or maybe spurs the team spurs on the in team some on. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that I'm 400 miles away or whatever, mm. I still need to make make that happen, um, which annoys my wife considerably. Um, yeah. I, I do struggle like you. I struggle watching it live. Um, and it'll be even more weird, the fact that basically, normally when I'm watching the, yeah. the away games, that's fine. But the fact that we're, I'm only going to be five miles down the road yeah. from the stadium... Yeah. and then able to watch it live so um one thing i was going to ask actually about the, the the experiences so do you have um do you have any particular sort of uh probably more so when you go into games live do you have any weird superstitions um not particularly i mean i usually try to get at least six pints in before i enter the ground uh, would you call that a superstition or, a, or an addiction I would call it a practical, a practical, practical advice. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, but no, not really. I don't have a special pair of knickers or mm -hmm. no or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll always try and wear one of my shirts, one of the Gloucester shirts, so that yep. I can be, um, you know, uh, just in case, uh, you know, um, well, just in case it helps. Uh, but you never know. They might, you, if you could bring a bear of boots, you might get a game, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> they're always, they're, they always used to be in the boot of the car, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I said that to Philippe Saint-André once, and he looked at me as though, well, he didn't understand what I'd said. So. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been my the French, issue generally, friend, though. Yeah, yeah, well, my French is fairly fluent, and I never understood a word he said anyway. No. 
No, I think that was one of the reasons why it went wrong at the end for for yeah, Gloucester. I think other, just other, other, other than other than as uh, Jamie Forrester said once, um, infamous occasion about half time they were they were down in a match. I went into the dressing room and all he said was second half, give them big bollocks. <laughs> and and uh, that was the, that was that was all you know nothing tactical or anything like no. that. Give them big bollocks, and so so they did and they won. Oh. Uh, so sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it works. <laughs> um, what I was going to find, so that's that. I mean, thank you very much, Westy, because I, I say it's, it's just good to get uh, somebody else's view on these things. Because I said the, the rest of us, when we're watching it, we're all kind of very similar. We're, we're all it degenerates into varying degrees of sweariness and uh, and arguing about the merits of the tactical decisions that uh, said coach has made. Um, but um, no, no what, plan B, no plan B. Where's the plan B? Oh, I know. That's a famous one. <laughs> no plan B. Um, no, I know. Uh, I mean, I, I think you know. I, I'm very much for running rugby, but um, I did. Uh, I did get a little bit frustrated when you're playing in a ten-four scale and um, on on a mud bit on a mud bath, and you're thinking, do you know what we'll do now, boys? We've tried it eighty-six times before, but they'll never they'll never suspect us doing it for the eighty-seventh. Uh, we'll run it. Um, <laughs> I think nobody could be so stupid as to do this again. No, no it's very much Phil Marshall Hague tactics, isn't it? It's uh, a la Blackadder, but there we go. Um, yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see what our new tactical uh, uh, nows yeah. will be like. Um, hopefully, a bit more up the jumper until it becomes obvious to get it wide. That's my hope. Well, well, I'm 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 impressed from what I've seen. I haven't seen a lot, but I'm impressed. Well, I suppose I'm impressed with what I've heard. Yes, which, of course, is the is the thing. Um, and if they can translate that into action, uh, which which I which I think they have a chance of, um, it, it's good to have a whole new team. I thought we might have a bit of a hybrid, you know, of, of maybe Teague stopping and, and one or two others. But it's mm. virtually and okay, we've got Tim Taylor and Trevor Woodman. I you know I accept that, but but um, um, you know the main the main crux of the coaches now or the main axis of the co- of the coaches. Is 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 new, and yeah. um, and and I hope that everybody gives them, um, you know, a chance and support, and um, because things will have changed. Uh, I mean, under the previous regime, as you quite rightly say, the, the you know there seemed to be only be be a plan A, and if that failed, then we tried plan A, mm. and then if that failed, we played we tried plan A. And then if that failed, it was um, I have no idea what we're going to do now, but we'll <laughs> we'll just. Give it to Danny Cipriani and see. Yeah, see what happens. That was kind of plan B. Um, Yeah, which, you know, sometimes works. Um, Well, I'm going to do, we're going to do a little uh, break now because we've got, I've got to sort of split these things up. So I'll split split the podcast up very nicely. And then when I come back, uh, we're going to do a little quick fire um, questioning and then delve into one of the, whatever answer I find the most entertaining. There we go. Okay, so on to the second part of the, this mini pod. Um, Westy is now suitably refreshed, um, and uh, we're going to have a brief discussion uh, about sort of our, his favourites um, at Gloucester. So, kind of what we've been doing over the last few weeks, which was favourite games, favourite tries, uh, favourite players. Um, favorite away days, those sort of things. So what, what I'll do is I'll ask you those four questions, you come back and then we'll delve into a bit more depth in, in whatever I find the most interesting or entertaining. Um, and it's very much on me on this one. So 
I'm sorry in advance. Uh, we'll start off with your, your favourite player. Who's your favourite player in the 20 odd years you've been watching Gloucester? 31, nearly 30 years now you've watched Gloucester. Well, it's so difficult. So, I mean, there's been so many uh, great players and, and others. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I would love to say one of the forwards, um, historically, like uh, Phil Vickery or um, somebody like that. But um, I th- uh, a lot of people will have gone for, for Sinbad. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go for Henry Paul. Okay. It's an interesting one. That's that's definitely on my um, possibly on my list. Um, so the second one would be your your favourite. We'll say favourite home game. What was your favourite home game? Um, probably, probably when we beat Munster. Yeah, the first the first was, time. That was that was a big that was a big big game. Mm-hmm. Um, when we beat Bath, of course. Yeah. Um, and um, well, they're all favourites. They're all they're, even when we lose, it's a good day out. It's a night. It's 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 you know, it's a great day out. And there's always something that you can remember from the game. You yeah. Know, even if it's bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, favourite game. Yeah, all of them really. Yeah. Fair enough. That's good. Uh, and then if we had um, a favourite try. If you can pick an individual try, now that's more challenging. I've only given you a few minutes to think about this, but is there any? Yeah, well, there's, that... there's, there's the obvious one would be the uh, Bailey try when um, Sinbad um, turned uh, Lawrence inside out. I mean, that's yes. one. But I'm going to go for um, one that Trevor Woodman scored um, and ran from uh, the opposition 25. Literally, now at 11 o'clock at night, of course, everybody's run from their own 25, even though mm-hmm. you've just fallen on the ball over the line. But but uh, Dougie did actually run a good 25 metres with the ball. And I think there was a dummy as well. There is, I think there might even be two dummies. Right. I think there's even a YouTube, there is YouTube evidence. Yes, all right. Okay. Up, on this one. Yes, okay. I think it was, this, it was the first game back after they'd won the World Cup. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Quinns, if my memory serves yeah, me right. I, 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 I remember seeing it, and I thought he's not going to. He's not. No, bloody hell, he has. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, of, of course, the Bailey try was was uh, yeah. outstanding um, for for end to end, you know, uh, stuff, and 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 a, and a good team try actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Defensively, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we'd 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 been under the hammer for um, a considerable time. On our own line, yeah, um, and we turned over, we turned them over, and 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 off we went. Um, yeah, funny enough, I mean, I mean that that try. that try particularly was well. The last podcast that we did, uh, uh, which was released on Monday morning, um, we uh, we we kind of all agreed that that was the best try. We got oh. our favourite try, which is fine. You're allowed to choose it because you're not part oh. of the the the, st- the 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 normal collective. So you are more than. You, if you wanted to choose that one, you've chosen Trevor Woodman's. Um, yeah, I'll go for with uh, Dougie. I'll go Dougie. Um, but yeah, that, that try particularly, and that game, I, I say I was down at university, so I missed that game. I was I, When that try was scored, um, it's the closest I've ever been to being thrown out of a bar. Um, <laughs> I was on my own in the Brinnymore pub in Swansea, uh, yeah. and, and when Bailey went over in the corner, I jumped up onto a table. Uh. Well, I, I can give you some, some, some good advice on being thrown out of bars. Um, 
I have some, I, I have some um, experience of this, but um, oh, we won't go into that, though. No, maybe you another know. time. Maybe. Um, <laughs> um, and the final one, which would be um, your favourite away trip, whether European or domestic. Well, uh, on the European side, there have been many, many memorable away trips, um, many of which I fail to remember. Um, <laughs> if that's not a a um, non whatever it is but no um first of all the first trip i went on was uh, biarritz and we stopped in a campanile there were characters such as steve hawker um your father john yeah, yeah. uh non-mystic malcolm um you know lots of people who we knew and had, had been in conversation with on the internet but never met um, I can't remember much about the game other than the fact that uh, the Bayonne Express uh, on the wing for them scored two tries at least before we even got on the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, and um, again, I, I, for the first time, I managed to bullshit my way uh, into the after-match reception, which was um, <laughs> uh, remarkable. Uh, but favourite one is probably actually um, Perpignan, first time we went, which was ab an absolute, well gobsmackingly good uh, I went down with Tom um, and uh, we, we we booked a place in advance we thought, oh that's cheap that's good uh, right in the town and it happened to be um, a lorry driver's um, bed and breakfast place and there were some real rough uh, guys from all over France and, and all over Europe in fact and it only cost about um, eight or nine francs for the night, and I thought, oh, that's that's pretty good. Wine included, in the you know. Um, so so, so anyway, uh, when we got there, we realised um, you know <laughs> we realised why. But uh, no, it was a cracking game. They had an outside half. I think it was Australian. I can't remember what his name was, but he kicked them to he kicked them to victory. Mm. Um, uh, so it, but it was a what a fabulous weekend that was, and um, absolutely loved it to bits. Uh, and so that was my favourite weekend, basically, Ed. I think that's the only ground that my dad, because my dad went to that one, my mum and dad went to the Perpignan yeah. game, and I remember him coming back and saying that it's the only ground he's ever been where he actually felt a little bit threatened, mm. because... After the game, they were the most incredibly yeah. gracious and lovely supporters. Yeah. And, and before the game, very gracious and lovely. But he yeah. said he's never been to a place with an atmosphere as intense and as, um, as quite intimidating as the Perpignan ground. Yeah, this was before. I mean, they've had work done since. Um, but at one end was basically open behind a sort of a cage netting. Yeah, and uh, we wondered why the netting was there, and 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 uh, we probably realised halfway through the game why. <laughs> um, but um, no, it was round about Christmas time as well, and we'd um, and we'd taken we'd all taken um, Santa hats and whatever and mm. wore them in uh, cherry and white and whatever, and and the whole of Perpignan town was lit up, but lit up literally by uh, Gloucester supporters wearing cherry and white Santa hats. And, and we'd lost the game and, you know, but but it was a, a, a really, really good... Well, they've all been good dues, let's be fair. Mm. Uh, you know, as as you well know, Ed, you know. Yes, I mean, I went to Toulouse in, in January and um, had a fantastic time with my um, father-in-law and two brother-in-laws. Um, and um, you know, I've I've been to, I've been to many of them. I've been to say I've done I did Limerick, as I said before. I've done Limerick, um, 
but not the miracle match thank the lord i did um i've done toulouse uh before we went to colomier we got stuck in france i did glasgow yeah, yeah. yeah i did glasgow, glasgow when when no one can get to glasgow because of the uh fog um so my i, I we were the very there were only a few gloucester supporters there because everyone was going to fly and we drove um and then did uh, i've done la rochelle again a nice long road trip uh our person my personal favorite i have to be honest is um Funny enough, uh, well, pretty much all the guys on the on the podcast that um, we, with the exception of Snowy, actually, we did a, a trip to. Oh no, sorry, including Snowy, I do apologise to him. Um, we, um, we 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 took a trip to Leon um, to watch the finals. So Gloucester oh. weren't involved uh, at the time we booked. Well, we're not very often involved in the finals, Ed. Actually, let's be. Fair. We we did have that period where we kept getting to the European. We kept getting to the finals, but kept losing them, which was the yeah. problem. But we it was the one year we didn't get to the Challenge Cup final, and right. um, we we booked it in advance, um, well in advance. And I think for for the accommodation, travel, tickets to both games, um, it cost about a hundred and ten pounds each. Oh before spending money and it was just the most ridiculous trip you know it driving through the Somme at three in the morning and my and Lawrence next door who lives next door to me and, and a part of the pod who ha- could see about 20 feet in front of him because the fog was so thick um Russ with his in her- horrendous and I mean horrendous gut rots on the way home um uh, did you all did you all feel it for him uh well, well we smell all, it yeah, for him smell or... it for him. i one of the fun <laughs> and one of the funniest moments of my life ever um to the point that i was sat in the car park of one of the um very famous french uh motorway service stations you know the, the air to whatever yeah, yeah. it is yeah, yeah. and russ had gone off because he he, he finally Again. given in Again. Well, he finally given in and thought I probably need the loo at this point and run off into the into the, into one of these uh, toilets, and all of a sudden you hear this plaintive cry of, "It's just a hole in the ground and there's no toilet paper." I can't quite describe how much I laughed, but there was a bloke who happened to be going past us, and all he saw was three or four other English blokes wetting themselves sat down outside the car because we couldn't control ourselves. So, not, yeah, another, the, not another pair of socks used again. Uh, I think, I think, I think we did somehow. I think my memory yeah, is that we had food. we had some toilet paper in the car. I've got a vague memory of this, uh, but um, yeah, they've yeah. all been very good trips. And you know, even even um, uh, I just think back, and the rugby's kind of very much it gets in the way often. I think yeah, that's can the, I can I just say that you did touch a nerve when you mentioned Glasgow? Um, mm. I went up with uh, I went up with Glossy, uh, Glossy D. And it was, again, it was during the Christmas break. And was, yeah. um, we realised that the ground was right next door to the, to the university campus um, ha- halls of residence. So being uh, really on the ball, I sort of booked um, a room in the halls of residence because they were vacant during, mm. the, d- d- during the time that the match was on. So Glossy and I drive up there and we get there and we have a few beers outside um, outside the halls of residence. We go up and we're on about the sixth or seventh floor. And we've got in the room and we looked out and there was the bloody pitch below us. <laughs> uh, and and we, bought, we bought tickets um, and, and, and you could see 90% of the pitch. Yeah. And we thought, oh. God, uh, we went. We actually did go in the ground, which was a shame because we lost. But awful. what we did do, what we did do, we were in the pub before the game, and um, 
the father of the um, Gloucester back row player, Scots lad, uh, bald. Um, oh, Strokosh, Alistair Strokosh. Alistair Strokosh, thank you. Um, his old man came in, uh, who was um, foreign, um, mm. well, European, um, mm. I don't know, Czech or something. Strokosh, what would that be? Russian, Czech, I don't know. But but um, he, he sort of he, he saw that we were wearing you know the gear, and as he was because he was going to see his son play. Yes. And uh, and we sort of uh, we started talking to this guy, and you know where have you come from and whatever, and who are you and whatever. So I'm Alistair Strokosh's father, and to- and Glossy and I just looked at each other and laughed and said, "No, he isn't." Um, <laughs> but he was. <laughs> And after the game, after the game, again, he got us into the um, into the players' meal thing. Yeah, uh, I, you know, fair play, brilliant, uh, absolutely superb. Um, so, so yeah, thanks for touching on Glasgow because that was a good one. It was um, a good trip. I mean, the, the the rugby, I have to be honest, was probably the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the, our biggest threat, uh, attacking threat was their fly off. I think it was Gordon Ross at the time, and he yeah. was their big, he was our biggest attacking threat. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. We were dying. We, we were, were absolutely yeah, awful. We were. We were. Um, and my other my other mem- big memory of that that whole weekend was um, well, one was getting lost um, somewhere near St- uh, Straden because I've got a I've got an auntie who lives up in Air, and we were kind of trying to navigate ourselves to Straven and uh, got entirely lost and it was got it got a little brig, a little bit brigadoon at one point we were running out of petrol there was mist coming over the hills and i'm thinking any moment there's going to be a man painted blue with, with bagpipes <laughs> and a skirt wearing a skirt wearing yeah. a skirt um but yeah. the um the other thing i remember was the fact that the ground because it was partick thistle's ground because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it wasn't where they play now it was partick thistle and it was like it was like cold it's but bleaker Yes. Um, it, it was not a very nice place. No, it and, wasn't. And it was rainy, cold, miserable. And we walked back into Glasgow and we went to, we decided we were going to go to this bar. There's four of us. And we walked up to the bouncer and he just looked at us and he went, sorry, lads, no colours today. <laughs> we all looked, and we all looked at him like, what are you on about? Because no one had even clicked that it was the fact that it was Glasgow. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, they wouldn't let us in because we were wearing Gloucester shirts. Oh. Uh, because they thought it might get not that they they knew that it was rugby, but they were yeah, but a bit they're blue and green. I mean, well, you know, yeah, um, they were a bit concerned that someone might mistake us for Hamilton fans. Apparently. Oh, Hamilton that was the, yeah, yes. yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. But the um, yeah, all in all, though, I have to be honest, these foreign trips are they are genuinely the best times you'll ever have as a Gloucester supporter, regardless yeah. of the result. Absolutely, and and I would urge anybody who who hasn't. Um, indulge on that. There can't be many of them, but there must be a few people mm. um, who who haven't been on a way trip to do it because it is so good. But a couple of words of warning: take a lot of money and make sure your insurance is up to date. Yes, um, and um, certainly, yeah. And, and if you can somehow pack another liver, that always helps as well. Oh. I find. <laughs> Um, now you mentioned Henry Paul, and I felt that, that was the certainly the most intriguing answer because it is a little bit left field. Um, so, uh, what what's your reasons for Henry Paul right. as your favourite player? Right. Go, please. <laughs> I'm really yeah, intrigued. Well, 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 Henry was, um, as you know, from rugby league, and I'd watched mm. him play for Bradford Bulls, um, and against Wigan, we we had a season ticket at uh, Wigan when we first came up here, Wigan Rugby League, 
and um, uh, I always liked liked him um, as a player. And when he came down to Gloucester, he brought something totally different um, to the table. And there was only one of our other backs who knew what he was doing, what 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 Henry was doing, and that was Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the others had a clue. I mean, poor old Terry. I mean, Terry Fanalo, lovely, you know, really great, uh, smash ball and all of that. But he, he had, hadn't got a clue what Henry was doing. Um, and and uh, he, um, he 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 brought something totally different. And he made us into what I thought at the time was an attractive side, uh, mm-hmm. which 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 we hadn't been. Um, I, I almost actually said another ex rugby league, and that's Leslie Vinacola, who mm. um, again brought something different, a bit more direct. Obviously, um, I mean anybody who saw his first oh that, that would have been a good one for my favourite game, his first uh, appearance up at Leeds, up, up at Leeds at Headingley, uh, we were on the on, on the halfway line on the shed. Yes. And uh, Leslie scored five tries, and we thought, what, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> I thought we signed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so that would have been, a, you know, another possible for my favourite game. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Hen- Henry was something, was something different, and, um, uh, he, and it worked. Um, a lot of people didn't like him because of his background, um, you know, the fact that he was from rugby league. And, and you know, there are people like that. Um, mm. But I think he did a lot to change the uh, the philosophy of the club. He was at the beginning, really, of changing us from a forward-dominating, um, you know, wear-em-down type side to, to, to an attractive uh, side with the ball. Um, yeah. And because if you think about it, it was round about the time when he came that we did develop our... Sinbad had just come in, you yeah. know. Um, uh, we had uh, Toomsy, and um, you know, we had some good wingers as as, as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but um, so 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 Henry for a lot of reasons, but mainly because I think he he helped to change the the culture of the of the way we played the game. I think one of the things with Henry Paul, so I, I I certainly would rate him, and one of the things you you don't maybe is because. When you look back at the wins, particularly, I think of the Power Gen Cup final, and you you see the Simbad, yeah, and James Forrester and Ludo, and how well they all played. Actually, if you watch that game back, um, which Gloucester very kindly did earlier this season, uh, you know, in, oh, in right. the in the lockdown, they put the, they sort of yeah, yeah. played it over YouTube again, and there is a full uh, you can you can find it on okay. YouTube if you ever wanted to do that. But if you watch how well Henry Paul played in that game in terms of linking, you know, he's, yeah. he's always creating something new. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. You're trying to yeah. trying stuff all the time. Um, I wonder whether he suffers because he was one of those. It, there's a, there seems to be a thing with Gloucester. We sort of bring these, these superstars in and we expect them to win the game every week. Mm. And I think if they don't, mm. I don't know whether there's that sort of negativity towards it. I think I also think, again, the Munster game, the Miracle Match game, yeah, yeah. unfortunately for a lot of people, probably tarnishes it because he wasn't a fullback in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and unfortunately, Munster worked that out quite quickly. Oh, they, by exposed it, they exposed him ruthlessly. All they did, all they did, all get all that first half was just put, put Gary Owens oh, up, yeah. and, and um, you had the you had the Toman Park crowd yeah. shouting Ooh, every time he got the ball. Um, and unfortunately. 
he suffered. I mean, it's um, but yeah, he, he certainly a player. I'm I'm always intrigued with with when anybody who sort of steps outside of the normal. So you know, I I, lo- I love Simpson Daniel. I love Jamie Forrester. Um, people like Junior Paramore. Yeah, Hicks, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the, these players, but Terry, uh, Terry, Fanley. Terry. You know, and and these are all kind of your uh, standard club legends. And I'm always intrigued when people pick other people, uh, other names, because it's interesting to get that slight different opinion. Um, yeah. you, you, you're seeing something that maybe other people don't, and it's it's yeah. always good to hear. Um, now, the, the, the sort of final bit is, what's your prediction for Saturday? Now we've we're playing Worcester away. A ground that we're notoriously awful at. I think the last time we won was, I think the year they releg- got relegated last. I think was the last time we won down there. Um, it's been a while. Um, what's your gut feelings? I don't know a lot about Worcester actually now. Um, mm. I don't know how they've um, how they're faring. I, I would I would suggest that um, that that they are there for the ta- or, or that they might be there for the taking um mm. because a lot of the teams i mean you look at um, you look at bristol now and and uh, other teams who you wouldn't have thought of uh, six months ago but as, yeah. as as being anywhere near um i i would hope that we do well um I w- I, it's the start of a new era it would be good to start it well yes um and um, I, I, I just hope they play, you know, well. And I hope that they come away with something. Let me put mm-hmm. it like that. And I know that's a, an old cliche, but but sometimes you're beaten by a better side. Sometimes you don't turn up. I hope we that's turn it. up. I hope yeah. we turn up. And it's to be seen whether we play a better side or not. Uh, but I hope we, that we play to our potential to our strengths and to our game plan and that we are um, we have the ability to actually change that game plan if it isn't working mm-hmm. uh, and and that we can we can we can sort of uh, start with a, with a with a platform on which we can we can build um, you know uh, for, for the future so that's my hope I'm, I'm you know I'm not going to predict I, I, I just <laughs> I just hope that we play well and I hope that we, um, you know, that we play to our potential, basically, Ed. I mean, I, 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 Worcester away is a, is a notorious fixture, as I said, for Gloucester. We do tend to um, balls it up in one way or another. Uh, I think last year uh, I was uh, supporting, funny enough, Russ, who's one of the normal contributors, contributors to the uh, podcast, was uh, completing the London Marathon Back wow. in 2019, it would have been, uh, and it was that weekend. And I remember being in a pub in London uh, again, watching it, um, and having to having to watch it on one screen while there was 20 other pubs watching a championship game or like a really rubbish league yeah. one game. I don't know. It was something on like that. And um, uh, yeah, I'm to watch this on this tiny little screen in the corner. And again, being looked at a bit odd when me by as I scream as twelve ah. goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and randomly swearing it uh, for for no apparent reason. Um, so I, I, again, I'm like you. I kind of would be quite happy with a losing bonus point if we play well. Um, I, you can't really ask for more than that. I think if we play to our potential and we play and Cipriani has a good game and um, our pack goes well. I would thought we would have won. I mean, we, we hammered them earlier this season yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. at home. 
Um, uh, so, you know, if you look took that as a, as a form guide, you'd think we probably are favourites. But as I said, we're, we, we aren't normally that. Uh, the, other the other advantage was to do have, I think, probably over a lot of the sides is they play on that stupid artificial yeah. pitch, yeah. which yeah, yeah. does tend to sort of mess us up. Well, I don't think we've ever won on an artificial pitch from what I can remember. So that would be nice to change that. Um, yeah. hmm. Or we've only won once, maybe. I think in Newcastle, I think that was the only time. But um, yeah, okay. Well, thank you very much, Westy. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, this, thanks for this... the opportunity. I've enjoyed it. Thanks. Man. Good. No, I'm glad. And I, I know that you're you're um, you may be heading for Pastures New relatively soon <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Across across the across the, a gleaming sea uh, to the to the uh, to the west. Um, now, uh, all I'll say is enjoy. Uh, I because we mentioned this uh, when we were setting this up that you're you're very much. I know you're very much into your uh, Gaelic sports. Um, yeah. And despite my best efforts, I have, I have, um, when there's been nothing else on, I've tried to watch hurling and uh, Gaelic football and stuff. I've no idea what's happening, <laughs> generally. Uh, it looks ridiculously quick. Um, it is. It, remarkably violent um, and, um, <laughs> and totally incomprehensible for people who haven't followed it. So it, it I, is quick. It is quick. It's a hard game. Uh, they're very, very fit and they take it seriously. I mean, even at the junior levels, um, the the kids of some of my cousins um, play for play for local village teams. No drinking during the season. Yeah. During the season. During the season. Yeah. Heck. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday after a after they, a game after yeah. a game, but not. I mean, training is uh, anybody who drinks after training is 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 not picked. You know. Um, and um, so, 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 which is why you see a few of them heading off in different directions to, to places far afield. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's a pub that they won't be known in or something yes. like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, but no, I mean, I do like the game. I mean, obviously, my game is rugby, but um, I've grown into the into the hurling, hurling in particular, mm -hmm. uh, and I have nothing but admiration for the um, you know for the players. Uh, plus the fact as well, the other admiration I have is that it's all, and, and the Gaelic football, it's all based on 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 the village that mm -hmm. they live in. And the county, you cannot play for, an, for a county other than your birth, or yeah. if you've lived a long qualifying period. So it's like... It's like Gloucester, you know. It's like Gloucester used to be for you know for um, you know for the rugby. You're a foreigner um, from Cheltenham, basically. Well, well, exactly, exactly, mm. and, and 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 yeah, uh, you know, it is like that, um, and and that's got a lot to be said for it, you know. Yeah, and it's amateur, I believe, as well. Oh, or is, it, is it kind of semi-amateur? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yeah, well, there's things like expenses and things, which, which right. you, 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 but you're talking to the wrong person about that. You ought to be talking to uh, to a bath supporter about that. I was going to say, we, we could have a chat with a bath supporter about the um, yeah, the expenses. Um, but um, yeah, I know I, I'm always fascinated because I see your I see your Facebook posts and, <laughs> um, and social media posts about tip. Um, okay. And uh, I, I kind of follow it. I follow it with interest. I, I say I generally have no idea what it's about, but it's always well, very interesting. Well, um, I don't. But it's, good, but it's good crack, as they say over there. Indeed. And if if it, if it means as an excuse to have a have a, have a pint with your friends, or um, you know, it's all good. Anyway, lovely to speak to you again, Westy. And I, and yeah. um, I hope to speak to you again soon. Um, all the best, and um, enjoy the game as much as you can on Saturday. And then hopefully we'll, we'll we'll catch up maybe towards the end of the season. Okay, Adam, thanks for the opportunity. Cheers. We'll see you soon. Cheers. And you. Bye.